This is IGN. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. John Wick Chapter 4 Review From the moment the Baba Yaga first dropped a gold coin in front of Karen at the Continental, the John Wick series established an instantly fascinating mythology, a global chessboard where an archaic code pits those of service to the villainous high table against those looking to suplex 300-pound bodyguards through that very table. In Chapter 4 of this story, John Wick's vendetta has forced the table into open warfare, and it thrives on John's acceptance of the fact that even he can't win that war on his own. The rules and consequences of the John Wick universe has taken such care to establish, provide its fourth chapter, a rock-solid structure that allows for director Chad Stahelski and star Keanu Reeves to stage an symphony of on-screen action with every component driving to elevate the others. It is the longest John Wick movie, it is the most John Wick movie, and it is the best John Wick movie. An early maneuver on John's part forces the high table past the point of no return. Wick must be made an example of. And that task falls to Bill Skarsgård's very willing Marquis de Gramont. With Skarsgård, the John Wick universe gets its first supervillain. As the High Table's emissary, he drips entitlement and hypocrisy with each very frosh accepted word he purrs. In contrast to Chapter 2's Santino D'Antonio, whose primary leverage over John was personal and unpaid blood debt, the sadist Marquis wields the authority of the High Table like a dandy Darth Vader and the cruelties in which he indulges go a long way towards making him an ideal foil to John and his cohorts. The high-table bureaucracy has long hidden behind intermediaries like Winston, Ian McShane, and the Adjudicator, and Skarsgård does a great job of embodying the decadence and rot that permeates the organization with increasing severity the higher up the ladder you go. Chapter 4 firmly cements John Wick as standing shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with The Matrix's Neo as part of Keanu Reeves' nearly unparalleled action hero lineup. The raw-nerved rage of the freshly widowed Wick that wowed in the original movie has progressed into something even more deadly. Resolve and focus. Reeves conveys these qualities with practiced restraint. So complete here that the occasional one-liners or subtly raised eyebrow come off as authentic to the character and not beholden to representing any cliches of the genre. Sometimes, if you bake your cake well enough, you get to eat it, too. Reeves, not to mention Stahelski's contributions to The Matrix's success, can't be overstated. But the Wick films have always felt like more personal celebrations of the actor's dedication to the craft of highly choreographed action. 
The pure thrill of seeing John Wick's continuing battle to reclaim his soul work so well is doubly gratifying when you consider it as the labor of love it clearly is for Reeves. John Wick may be the namesake of the franchise, but his journey has increasingly emphasized the importance of social contracts and shared history. The investment fully blossoms with Chapter 4's murderer's row of John Wick characters. Winston, Karen, Lance Reddick, and the Bowery King, Lawrence Fishburne, serve as John's counsel, and while Reddick and Fishburne's presence is limited to only a few scenes, their impact is maximized, thanks to those performers' signature gravitas and command of their characters. Despite having shot John off the roof of the Continental at the end of Chapter 3, something no one's got any hard feelings over, that's like accidentally tripping someone in this world. Winston continues in his role as a surrogate father to John, and McShane's characteristic confidence both bolsters the myth of John Wick and maintains the Continental Manager's reputation of being the smoothest operator in the game. Of all the excellent new additions to the cast, Donnie Yen's Kane stands apart. An imposing antagonist introduced as a longtime contemporary of Wick's, the blind assassin's reluctance to enforce the Marquis's orders without question echoes John's rejection of his own call to serve and be of service. That parallel adds a surprising amount of empathy to their encounters, but it doesn't keep Kane from going after John with everything he has. Yen's affable demeanor and brutal efficiency give his flavor of the series Gun Fu a lightness and style all its own, and Kane's wild ingenuity in battle leads to delightful laugh-out-loud finishers. Also in the mix is Shamir Anderson's unnamed Tracker, an operative who bears the heavy burden of having a dog in a John Wick movie. Tracker's shifting allegiances, combat skills, and close relationship to his canine companion provide a nice simmering paranoia for Chapter 4 to employ when a wild card is needed to spice up Wick's progress. There's also Klaus, and I just need to shout that dude out. I know two things about him. He's a big boy, and his name is Klaus. His involvement takes less time than you've spent listening about him here, but I promise he's both unmissable and unforgettable. For a series which has always looked stylish as hell, Chapter 4 sets a new standard for production design and cinematography. Locations across Osaka, Paris, Berlin, and New York have distinctive architectural qualities which allow director of photography Dan Laustsen varied opportunities to wash characters in the series' iconic candy-colored neon hues. The Osaka Continental's hyper-modern light installations, Paris's warm street lamps, a Manhattan sunset cutting through a story-tall bank of shades in the Marquis's office, all give each movement of the story a quickly readable palette that bestows each city a unique visual identity and makes sure we always know exactly where John is. That's all complemented by a punchy score from Tyler Bates and Joel J. Richard, which traces Chapter 4's movements from culture to culture and converses with the action in ways that alternatingly emphasize and undercut big moments to great effect. The verdict. It seemed like an impossible task, but the Baba Yaga has a history of delivering on those. John Wick Chapter 4 stands above its predecessors, and the past decade's worth of action films as a whole as a modern epic 
something Keanu Reeves and Chad Stahelski have been driving at since 2014. Wick's world war is bursting at the seams with creative, thrillingly staged action choreography and cinematography. Perfectly pitched performances from an outstanding and unforgettable cast of allies and villains, heralded by a merciless Bill Skarsgård, all without losing its grip on the sensitivity that keeps John's struggle for absolution at the heart of every bullet fired and every edged weapon swung. Slide Chapter 4, A Gold Coin Across the Table, and see what happens when John Wick lands a perfect shot. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.